In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we are here to bring you another week of movie discussion. This time it's based around the release of Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, but uh, which are yeah. you going to go see that? Have you seen that yet? I have seen it, yes. I saw it this past Monday. Gotcha. Um, and I liked it. That's when what is, I will say. When is uh, your review coming out sometime? I'm assuming <laughs> when this comes out. No, yeah, probably sometime next week when this comes out, probably. Um, I'm learning, Matt, how, I mean, uh, you know, it took me a while to kind of start doing reviews again because I'm super nervous doing them solo. Like I just, like I just did my Suicide Squad review. I had to cut 25 minutes down to nine, nine minutes, 45 seconds because I'm a long-winded son of a bitch. And I'm learning that on YouTube, people only like you to be about like eight to 10 minutes long on a non-spoiler. If it's a spoiler, then, you know, you can go on. Yeah, you get in depth. But like for a non-spoilers, one a general gist. But you know, I'm always like trying to say extra stuff and trying to add more shit. You know, my my girlfriend she always calls it my diatribe gear. They, they click it, I click it, and I'm going like, and then I go tangents off the diatribe and then sure. circle it back. And she's always like, it's too much. So I'm learning my lesson step by step. Um. Well, in, enjoy that. I would assume you have five to ten minutes max on those, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you learning. Get that. in, get out. I'm I also think, learning that you have to drop them a little bit early. So, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. You, you think what? Oh, uh, you got to drop them early. What to get traction? Yeah, apparently you have to drop them like two to three days before the film comes out. So I didn't make yeah. that because today's Friday and it comes out tonight. But or today's Thursday rather. It comes out tonight. But uh, I'm going to do my damnedest to do that in the future. So this might be step by step. But sorry. Sure. Sorry. Well, come. To, okay. Technically, yeah, when they hear this, it comes out three days later. So you're saying that yes. the review would come out tonight as well? or Tonight or Wednesday. That's what I hear. Well, that Tuesday sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, sure. Yeah. Friday day of, then I assume, just like I did for old, that it's dog shit. <laughs> if there was an embargo that says you can't put your opinion out until X or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. we won't let you see it until Thursday or something. Well, Variety just posted their free guy review on their website. So I imagine that means people can start posting their reviews. So maybe I posted earlier. Who knows? Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, and something like that, they, I'm assuming they want word of mouth. Yes. If it's good, who doesn't, who's trying to stymie that. Right. Uh, yeah. looks like a fun idea. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this summer has been, uh, pretty good so far, all things yeah. considered. I would say so. Yeah. Did you see black widow? Did you see? Yeah. I saw black widow. Okay. Uh, Saw Green Knight, saw Jungle Cruise. Okay. Uh, seeing like- Suicide Squad, seeing Free Guy. Are you seeing it at home or are you going out to see? No, I'm Suicide going Squad? out okay. to see uh, all of them. That's probably the reason that uh, you'll hear on Thursday's show. I haven't seen Luca yet. Oh, right, right. Because uh, I kind of want to get back to, but there hadn't been a whole lot of draw until now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Quiet Place 2 would have been the first one, but oh, I yeah. wasn't fully vaxxed at that point. Or if I was, I was just like newly past the two weeks and still right. like, I don't know if I need to run headlong back into this world just yet. <laughs> you know, let me just put my big toe in there and see what the water feels like right now. I like those old school Bugs Bunny cartoons going. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing. You pull up and you're like, oh. just that one big toe. <laughs> e, e, okay. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, was... the other end is lava and you just see people jumping in. You're like, what? Hey, guys. What is wrong with you? What is? Why are you not testing the water? Why, how, genetically speaking, did your lineage survive this long? If this is, <laughs> this is how you instinct. face a situation like this. I mean, I guess by dumb luck, a certain percentage of those types of individuals will always get through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just there's too yeah. many. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, jump into your lava. You enjoy that. Mm. Um, it's like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I even because I went to see Suicide Squad as a fan event on Wednesday. Oh, no. Uh, what's the third? So on Tuesday night, I went on Tuesday night. Mm. It was a fan screening here in San Diego. So it was press mixed in with fandom. And I emailed the publicist. I was like, I want to make sure I like, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but I want to make sure, are they practicing social distancing? And he said, well, we don't have that as a mandate anymore in San Diego. Uh, but uh, they are, they promised me that there'll be enough space that at least you can have one person in between. I'm like, okay. So these two guys come and sit down. They want to sit right next to me. These two guys who live stream themselves being at the movie theater and whatever they were on their uh, iPhone or whatever. And I said, uh, guys, uh, social distancing, please. Like one actually, at least one seat. Mm-hmm. And they'd all come out decked in their three piece suits or whatever to see the movie for their fans. And so they sat one over, but like one of the guys was grumbling, but the other dude, which I give a lot of credit to was like, nah, dude, we got to respect that. And he put his mask on and he, they did the whole thing and he kept his mask on the whole movie. So I nice. was just really like blown away. One guy was cool with it. The other guy was grumbling about it. And I appreciated the guy who was closest to me. He was the cool one. So it was really nice uh, that someone did that because I was super nervous. Cause when I went to snake eyes, mother dude, that was a comic-con screening. And those motherfuckers looked like they had been at comic-con yeah, for three days. No, thank you. Unwashed and sneezing and coughing and wanting to sit yeah. all together and no, around me. Now I went all the way to the back of the fucking theater in the corner to get as far away from people as possible to watch that, sh- uh, that uh, screening. Um, but every other screening has been a press screening and there's like 10 people in the theater, which is great. You know? So. Yeah, no, it's, that's fantastic. I've tr- the move when I've gone to see a movie, it's yeah. not on a busy time. So I'm waiting smart. Yeah. Through the whole weekend, I looked for suicide squad, like opening night and be like, Hey, that's a packed theater. It's not fully sold out, oh, oh, yeah. but it's about 85, 90, two days out. Like that's going to fully sell out. Yep. And I've done this enough times to know what that crowd is. Mm -hmm. And it's a bunch of young idiots like I used to be by and large. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Let's just say whatever, a chunk of them aren't wearing the mask. There's going to be one of them in there. That's aggressively not wearing the mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I had a large enough group of friends in high school. I just know if you're roughly that age, there's at least one prick. (laughs) Out of 10 kids, there's at least one because that's how he stands out and that's what makes yep. him different. This gets him the attention. Exactly. Yeah. It's nothing <laughs> that gets you, man. You can grow out of that shit. I've seen it happen true. to numerous kids. Very true. Yes. Very true. But large enough group of dudes at that age, I have safe money, says yeah. 
Yeah. Vegas wouldn't even give me odds on this bet right now. Just so you know, I texted <laughs> my bookie at the MGM and he's like, no dice, no dice. He sounded like a knockoff Charles Bronson. No dice, no dice. Uh, and then hung up on you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I ain't thinking that. <laughs> Just hangs up. That's a good Bronson, man. That's I look. Good I only know Bronson. I've never sat down and watched an entire oh, movie because I just that's... don't get it. Really, <laughs> I don't. You either buy into that man or you don't. There's nothing like you're drawn into. You the don't character. get Charles Bronson at all. Really? I mean, I no. get. I get why he exists. He fulfills a a, a need. Yeah, I just don't get why it's him. Okay. All right. We could put another actor. I just don't buy him as this ultimate stoic hard ass. Oh man. He looks like this tiny little diminutive man. And you're like, I'm no. I'm going to shoot you now. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I know him is clips. And then when I was a kid, other people making fun of him. And that's always yeah. what stuck. And like the Simpsons, the town of Charles. Oh, Monson. yeah. That's, uh, I can't remember what the kid asked the mom. The, or the mom asked the kid. The kid's like, no dice. <laughs> gives him a finger gun back or something. Uh, that's what I know of that man. No chance, Charles Bronson. <laughs> so much so that when he pops up oh, that's good, in dude. westerns, because that yeah. was on the younger end of his career, oh, it yeah, looks man. jarring. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I knew him as Mister Majestic, Death Wish, and all that's that true. shit first. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before I was older, and then saw all the good westerns. Yeah. Um, so then, at that point, you're like, "Whoa, okay." I knew like Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Oh, he's great. 100%. Yeah. He is. And I knew he was in it, and I was kind of didn't care because it's such an ensemble piece. Right, right. A thousand uh, percent. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Vegas won't take that money. I tried. Atlantic City might. Oh, yeah, right. Atlantic City money. Good call. Good call. They just might take that. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah, man. but anyway, so yeah, free guy I will see, but I'll probably see it on like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday night after it's been out. Yeah. If there's any kind of real demand, it's like, I, this isn't something I, I utterly have to need, you know, need to see right now. Right. This isn't right. end game. Um, right. So, yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Like, there's not a demand for you to go see that thing right now. Where you'll get around to. It. Where were you right there? What do you mean? <laughs> where were you? Did, did Your are cast off, and I ended the sentence of like, and you just kind of sat there for a second. I was just wondering where mentally. Where? Oh, where I, you right I, I never know where you're going to stop the sentence, so I just kind of ride along with you. Uh, and then maybe I was looking down at the at the uh, I'm picture of baloney. Luca here. I'm calling baloney. <laughs> picture <laughs> Luca. of Luca. That I'll buy. Started thinking about Luca. He just disappeared for a second there. Sorry about no, that. Just wondering. Said, no, no, it happens to all of us. It happens to me all the time. Sometimes in the middle of me talking, and I'll think about something else. And it's like, well, that's dumb. Um, you should be thinking something to yourself. Well, because my mouth hasn't caught up to my brain's previous thought. Yeah. So it starts to venture off somewhere else and occasionally have to be like, you know, grab that comment by the tail. Hey, but whoa, whoa, where do you think you're going? Slow down, slow down. You got time for this? No dice, gay. No dice. (laughs) Hey, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) That's that's me in my head. I I don't know how good or bad that is for a Bronson, (laughs) but that is me doing other people's impressions in my head. I mean, how many death wishes were there? Seven? Seven. 
Ridiculous. Yeah, I think there were seven. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Right? It's an interesting premise initially stretched so incredibly thin. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a vigilante vigilante thing. So, like, you would imagine there's a lot of places to go. But when you start with a guy who's already in his 50s, there's not really a lot of places you can go. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and Charles Bronson was on the tail end of being cool. Do you know what I'm saying? When he did Death Wish, because I think Death Wish is like 83, 84. Or is it a 70s film? I think it's an think it's early late 70s 80s. through yeah, okay. mid-80s. My bad. Is Here. the last time I remember? Yeah, when is it? I don't want to slow down the computer. I've got multiple programs running right now. So let me see. Yeah. Death Wish. No days. Uh, 1974. Fuck me. All right. 1974 was the first one. And then two was eight years later. So 82, they do the sequel. That's kind of how, I mean, how much more older is he at that point? Then it's well, Death Wish. Three, then four, five. Jesus Christ, you're right. There were like a shit ton of these. That's so many. Oh my it got God. ridiculous, man. It And as a kid, it just felt like knockoff, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Right. Look at this old guy trying to do action because yeah. I didn't know who he was before. So I just kind of dismissed it out of hand. And now it's affected my perception of the guy. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. So his, his last one was in 19, it was in 1994. 2005 death wish the face of death the face of death guy it's the face of death and it's just it's just bronson looking back at you i'm here hey exactly it's your time to die look a little peaked you're right exactly (laughs) hey i thought i was the pale rider Oh, he's he's like uh, Leslie Nielsen. He, he thinks he's in on the joke now, which makes him less funny. Oh, Bronson, it was better when it wasn't, you know, it wasn't ironic. You know, it was more earnest. Oh man! And you've got you've got the great co-stars. Oh, listen to this murderer's row. <laughs> Shannon Tweed's sister. Just about. Kay Lenz is in the fourth one. Ah, there's a name you may have heard. There's a name. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Leslie Ann Down is in the fifth one. Need to see a picture. <laughs> and then the third one is Deborah Raffin, who I have no idea who that is. Uh-huh. But Martin Balsam from Psycho. Alex Winter, Bill and Ted. Really? He's in the show. Gotta start working somewhere. There was a thread oh, on Twitter about God. all That's the guest fantastic. stars from Miami Vice. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I can only and add. Some of them I knew and others I did not because I, I, you know, I watched it sparingly as a kid. It was just right. cool, this cool idea. Right. That opening montage. I definitely knew that and the song. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But I was a little kid. It wasn't made for me. So I wasn't really watching that show. Right. Right. But uh, right. I knew Helen and Bonham Carter was on it. I did not know Liam Neeson was on it. Oh, yeah. Liam. That's right. Ed O'Neill. Yes. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Michael Richards. Stanley Tucci. Uh, who else was on this thread? Right. Like, it was incredible. They had pictures for each one. Yeah. Um, it's like, look how young or Buscemi looks somewhat the same. This is actually kind of impressive. <laughs> Liam Neeson is handsome. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, Helen and Bottom Carter looks so young. Like, incredibly oh, yeah. young. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing where you see where people start. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just got to go, oh, wow, there's, you were doing that. You know, that's, that's a part of it as well. Did you know that Willie Nelson had a uh, guest yes. role at one point? Dude, I watched every episode of Miami Vice. Oh, did you really? Until, I didn't know about Willie. I knew about Phil Collins. Until maybe like the last, how could I say this? The last season, I didn't really watch that much. Like, I think Sheena Easton coming in to become his wife was pretty much the, the peak for me. And then okay. after that, it was done. Because what season I, did they go after aliens? <laughs> that legit happened. Did I don't know. I've just heard that as lore. It's like season three or four. I think you heard illegal aliens. I don't think you heard aliens. No, no, no. Full on aliens. Like there was a Rastafarian somehow that tied into it. I'm not joking. All right. In one of the seasons, like that was a season long arc. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I'm going to look it up. You know, yeah, please look it up because I don't remember aliens. So the, clearly, I, I, it, that's when I stopped watching it. Is Here aliens. we go. Okay. So, well, the seventh episode of the fourth season is called Missing Hours, but it has to do with aliens, I guess. Uh, okay. I was looking for a synopsis, and they're literally doing a minute-by-minute breakdown of what happens. Guys, who, who wants to read that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's that into it? And it looks like an updated GeoCities meets Wikipedia page. Good stuff. Right. How was that the first result listed on Google? <laughs> so maybe it was just a single episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, they're chasing a drug lord who killed Tubbs' brother. Yes. Eventually, the chase leads to Miami where Detective Sonny Crockett enters the picture. Oh, my God. Um, Sonny Crockett, daddy. Okay, so episode four, or from season four, this episode, Missing Hours, dealt okay. with the Vice Squad's encounter with alien life forms. Cut it out. And season four? Yeah. Season and four. Alien, and alien abduction, season four, episode wow. seven. Wow. Never seen okay. it. I just heard about it, and I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me, right? No shit, man. No they were shit. out of ideas that quickly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although, Although television was a different animal at that point, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't ah, damn. I mean, I, I remember that was that time, uh, and I don't. Some of the we're going to use lose some of the young people, but that was that time. You like Miami Vice? I even remember Crime Story. Crime Story is on Peacock. That was Dennis Farina, set in the fifties, I think, in Chicago, and Dennis Farina is in is like essentially like an Elliot Ness kind of character going after this this uh, mafia boss. No, it's set in Vegas. Sorry, in Vegas. Ve- or it starts in Chicago, then the second season, I think, went to Vegas. Uh, and he follows this dude. And it's funny and uh, pretty dramatic. And Stephen Lang is in it. A very young Stephen Lang mm-hmm. has, has essentially the Harvey Dent character. Sure. In that he's a son of a well-respected attorney, and he is like the district attorney, Okay. of chicago and he's all about stopping this mafia dude but then he finds out how many people in the government are being bought off by this mafia guy and that twists his mind around about the whole thing and he becomes essentially two-face in the second season and and aligns himself with the mafia guy and becomes gotcha. his lawyer and all the stuff that dennis Farina is trying to pin on him 
and shit throughout the season, which is great because these two friends all through that first season, the change happens at the end of the in the season finale, I think it's season one. And then the whole second season is these two friends battling each other with that mafia guy in the middle, which is fantastic. So there it was a time. Really good. There was a that time. Sounds, that sounds like a TV show that should definitely be updated for streaming. I agree. Like that easily is a premise where it's kind of comic booky, but not, you know, nobody needs to have superpowers, but you have a lot of the, if, by framing it like Two-Face, be like, well, there's a realistic interpretation. You don't have to actually make them Two-Face, but you can give them the right. characteristics of each. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I like it. Good <laughs> so we yeah, got uh, Farina attached to produce. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, except he's dead. But yes, I know. Fine. But his okay. estate, they've already reached out. Is through the same guy I know in Vegas. There's a lot hey. goes on that MGM Grand. Hey, hey I we... got a TV show for you. <laughs> the spirit of Charles Bronson. Oh my uh, God. Yep. Uh, once again, haven't seen a single one of those. So enjoy your death wishes. And then they <laughs> updated with Bruce oh. Willis. And I was like, oh. where, where oh, is the demand for this? That Why is so this cool. happening? Well, it's because revenge films are a good genre right now. Yeah. And it's it makes, got a name. It does. But it does. Technically, who associates quality with that name? Yeah. Well, the first film is excellent. Okay. Still but, good. Still holds up the first film. True. But then you have six of varying degrees of quality thereafter. It's, and given that is the bulk of the product. It's true. It's a fair point. One being good out of, to me, the rest of the bunch. It's not like one good apple saves a spoiled bunch that's not really the saying <laughs> so fast and furious suffers from this for me as well i'd like to turn this question around for a few minutes where where are you going right now where where are you going right now? Oh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a lot of st- sitting inside still so when spoiled apple saves the bunch wait what <laughs> no, i'm saying one good apple saves that spoiled bunch oh okay of death wishes be like that's not the saying oh oh i so, see what you're saying the overall franchise itself well what about the matrix i mean matrix Re- revolution and blah, blah, blah. does that kill the matrix for are you? you saying the first death wish is as good as the matrix no i'm saying it's the best of the death wishes yes but there was a reason they did multiple sequels uh-huh. from that film because for it sure. must have been good at some level but you so. answered your question by answering mine <laughs> is that's it anywhere right. near as good as the matrix no no well, then we're, no what are we talking about here? That's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, and the Matrix might show up on our lists. Which Good. We, we, we talking about alternate reality movies, top 10 alternate reality movies. So, you know, there's a bunch to pick from. Um, yeah, it's for free guy since they're in a computer generated environment and it's right. him realizing that there's another reality going on right next to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh so we're like, hey, why not do something like this? We could even split the atom on this because oh, yeah. there's a ton that qualify. Right. right, uh, right. And a ton of excellent quality. That's what I wonder about, like how what each of us is going to have our own definition of what we consider to be alternate reality in a movie. So, <laughs> I, yeah. And I looked up specifically the definition, hoping that could maybe trim some of these movies off my list so I don't have yeah. to go through and do a Sophie's Choice kind of over and over and over again. Did that work? Uh, kind of. <laughs> the problem is the definition opens it up to parallel uh, dimensions, and it's kind of a catch-all yeah. alternate realities yeah. if you want it to be. And it's like, all right, well, 
at that point that didn't help and that it made it worse and easier and be like well fuck it they're all in contention so i'm just gonna pick a whole bunch of these who cares yeah um and if i'm wrong i'm wrong i don't know because there's no clear-cut definition that that I could at least agree to. It's true. It's true. I had the same kind of thing. I was like, well, wait. And then other, and then a piece of me is like, well, how long is the alternate reality in the movie? That matters. Are there multiple alternate realities? Yes. Does it matter that there's interdimensional stuff going on? So it's like all of that kind of factored into a lot of my decision-making process process. Yeah, I agree. It's like a yeah. weird nebulous kind of, it, definition applies to this movie for this reason. And I'm not going to apply that strict definition to this one over here because it applies to another aspect that I think is worthy of this right. definition. Right. Kind of over and over and over again. So the list is somewhat extra difficult in that regard. It is long, but distinguished as goose once said on in top. Gun. For sure. Um, and <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Do uh, you want to, do you want to get into this or you want to talk about other things? What do you want to do? No, let's, can, you, you want to jump? Okay. Jump in. I'm right. sure we'll still talk about other things in the middle of talking about the list. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, uh, how does the show work, man? Uh, we set a topic. We go our separate ways. We show back up here. And then we fucking sit down. We strip off our shirts. Hey, oh, nope. And we go mono on my John. We strip off our shirts. Hey, no dice. We strip <laughs> off oh, my God. our shirts. For those of you who are listening, Matt literally and we took throw off down shirt. to determine whose list is the best. It's he literally it has his shirt off. Is I cannot do that. A test of manhood. I don't have enough manhood. Theater no of the mind. I took my shorts off too. <laughs> we we lather ourselves up. We get into the ring and we battle over whose number is going right. to achieve. Honey, get me the oil fucking going down bro you're going down i'm gonna channel my non-existent uh, greek roots and get back to the heritage of man-on-man wrestling i like it i like uh-huh. it just covered little, in olive oil a little slapping on the back down. of the neck as you're as you're tying it up oh, yeah, yeah you're getting down you're doing that crouch going off against a dude that looks like mark ruffalo <laughs> yep uh <laughs> Barenthal's over on the side, just like scraping olive oil off of him. That the fox catcher's ready to go. Uh huh. <laughs> That's great. Um. All right. <laughs> so let's get into this list. Matt. Let's do it. What's your uh, What's your number? Are you putting the shirt on or keeping it off? Yeah, I'm what putting it on. Okay. <laughs> hey, Although you it might be cooler in here. If I I'm it sure. Off. Hey, dude, I got no. If you want to keep it off, keep it off. I mean, it's, yep. it's your world, bro. We'll play it by ear. Okay. All right. I'll say this. The shorts are staying off. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Let's get into this thing. Uh, okay. So what's your number 10? Okay. So many choices available. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck it. And I put uh, Mr. Destiny at 10 because it's going to get cut oh, off. Oh, anyway. Jim Belushi. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. So it's the what if. And for him, it's he played baseball in right. high school. And he missed a key pitch, and he felt feels it changed the, the entire trajectory of his life. So, what happens if he hit that pitch, and how right. would his life have turned out differently? And then realizes that the grass isn't greener, right? Which is you know naturally where this this story would go, right? Uh, but it's actually done with a lot of heart. It was in that little mini Belushi run that I know you and I are both kind of fans yeah. of. Yeah, agreed, agreed. 
he had like three, four films. We're like, you know what? I really like John Belushi. And then everything by and large, I saw him. And after that, I just, it didn't strike yeah. me the same way. I think he started to believe his press when he started to get good, when he, this be. movie started to make money. So he started to get a little cocky about it. Um, and I will take his canine over Turner and Hooch any day. I enjoyed canine way more than I enjoyed Turner and Hooch. So, uh, yeah, I think canine is more trying to be a buddy cop film. Yes. Turner and Ho- Hooch is trying to be a family film. Yes. Agreed. Hey, my crazy dog. Yeah, oh, but he's dog. got the vet and they fall in love with them because uh, the dog right. brings them together. And that's yeah, right. I haven't seen that movie in years. I haven't seen either in so long, mm. but mm. I didn't like Turner and Hooch near as much when I was a kid as K-9. I think it's the first film that I officially walked out of was Turner and Hooch. I was an hour into that. I'd never walked out of a movie and uh. an hour into the movie. I looked at, I was there with my, one of my best friends, Maurice. I looked at him and I go, I, this is shitty. Let's go get lunch. And he's like, yeah, man, let's get the fuck out of here. So it was the first time we've ever, you know, cause he was a big movie guy too. We just both kind of agreed at that moment. Like this is a waste of our time. Let's get out of here. So did you get your money back? No, because I didn't know you could do that at that time. And plus we're an hour into the movie. I feel like there would have been not in my wheelhouse to be like, Hey, you know what? We watched an hour of this movie. Give me my money back. It just wouldn't have worked. So. Hey, where's my dough? Hey, hey. You should die. walk up and do that. How about some popcorn for the road? Hey. <laughs> Shaking the ball. Shaking the bucket. Hey. hey. Top off this Diet Coke. Hey, you didn't pay for it. Put it in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I oh. just walked up and being like, you know what? Is there any chance? Because that movie is just oh, not good. Probably. You probably but I did I don't I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. 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 Um and oh. now I think an hour as an adult, I think I would I don't think I could ask for it. Yeah, no, not an hour. I mean, that's like eating, I don't know, half the meal, three quarters of the meal, and then going like, you know what? It doesn't taste that good. Can I get my money back? Yeah. (laughs) To me, at least to me. You know, know. I've never gotten more than like a bite or a bite and a half. Yeah. Before I send something back. Oh, yeah. Well, you take one. The only the half comes and you're like, hold on, wait a second. Is that as bad as I thought it was? <laughs> and you take it like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. this isn't for me. There's nothing worse when you order something and they bring it to you and it looks perfectly, it looks delicious and whatnot. And you take that first bite and you're like, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Now, and you're like, I got a whole plate of this. I, I went, uh, we went recently to um, BJ's and just because there's one like 10 minutes away from us, which sure. uh, is cool. I like BJ's. I like the pizza yeah, there. I've been to many a BJ. Yeah, so we're we're hanging out there, and and she's getting a salad, of course. Um, but I'm ordering. Um, I ordered the special. There's like this bacon steak special. I'm like, okay, this could be fun with some kind of sauce drizzle. I get the steak, and it's a steak. It's twenty eight dollars, man. It's not cheap. And I'm taking a bite, mm. and Matt immediately, just immediately, I was like, this is. Horse crap, and I took yeah. a small piece and I gave it to Lindley, and she was like, "Oh God, honey, that's terrible." I go, "I don't know what to do here. This is steak. Like, I don't want to send a twenty-eight dollar meal back." So she come, the waitress comes over. She's like, "How's everything?" And I'm, and she sees the look on my face, and she's like, "Oh my God, you don't like it." And I go, "I, I I'm sorry. I never do this." And Lindley's like, "He never does this. He never sends food back." I'm like, sure, it's, it's terrible. And so I felt so self-conscious and I said to her, I tried to be like as kind as possible. I was like, I'm so sorry. It's just not good. Blah, blah, blah. It's, please. We just, 
take it back. And I don't want to be that guy. And, you know, just bring, you know, I can, let me just order a pizza, the works, whatever, like a medium or whatever. Just I'll do that. And she's like, okay. Do you want to get your money? back? I go, I don't, I mean, you can call the manager. I just, I'm, I'm not a big. And so she thought me being like all like apologetic about it was her way of charging me for that and for the pizza. So when the check came, I was like, wait, what happened here? And she said, well, you said it was okay. And you didn't want to talk to, you didn't necessarily want to talk to the manager. So I thought, and I was like, oh, no, no, you're going to take that off. Oh, I think you go <laughs> tell the manager regardless. Yeah, that's what I thought. And like, well, it just was, makes the most yeah. sense. Working in a restaurant, yeah. you would have to go and be like, hey, he hated a steak. He's being really nice about it. Do we want to comp this? Right. You would have that conversation. Exactly. So the fact that she didn't, it, yeah. some of this is on her just either forgetfulness or or maybe she's new. Yeah. Or laziness. Uh, yeah. Or trying to trick me. One of the, oh, yeah, that's potentially. I mean, yeah. I usually think the best of servers and they could be having a bad day, but that's like a no brainer. I've worked in too many restaurants and bars. Yeah. Right. Something like this comes up and it's a high end. Be like, hey, hey, heads up. This is yeah. happening. What do you want to do? You have to have that conversation because you can't just. Yeah. There's an expectation level and only the man- manager, the buck stops with them. So, right. yeah, I, I agree with you in this instance. Somebody should have had a conversation. Yeah. It's, it felt weird. I did never. You know, it was so weird. So, but then I had to deal with that, which was really uncomfortable. But yeah, I don't like to send stuff back. I'm just not a big fan of it. Like, you know, you ordered it, but, yeah, but, but if it's this extreme where you're really not going to enjoy the meal and eat it at all, then I think that's nothing wrong with that. It happens every once in a while. Yeah, I suffered through. We had a, went to this uh, Italian place and that's where they brought a bowl of uh, pasta, you mm-hmm. know, those, uh, those little clamshell. Oh, looking, yeah. Uh, yeah. No chetties, I think they were. Okay. And it's just like, and sausage and uh, fresh grated chard and uh, not uh, uh, pecorino and there was right. cooked chard in it and uh, or chard or however the fuck you pronounce that. Sure. Uh, and I was like, this sounds delicious. And one bite, and I was like, there is no flavor, <laughs> none to this with all these ingredients. But what are you gonna do? Of you course. know, it's like it's not like it's terrible. Right. Right. It's fine. There's nothing technically wrong with this i'm sure this is how it's supposed to taste it's just you're sending out something because their appetizers were amazing oh wow and then the other entree that we got was uh it was good it wasn't great but we looked right. over a couple other tables and be like okay well next time because we're definitely going back the pasta wasn't so pasta was fine but appetizers were next level right we'd be like okay well we just clearly ordered the wrong thing which there's no way you there's no reason you make an app that two different appetizers that good yeah, then, and then, and then this yeah, your big presentation piece, and be like, okay, well, maybe this pasta or this sauce just wasn't for me. I'm right. more than happy to try something else. Right, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, there should have been a discussion on the back end with the general manager and this waitress or yeah. waiter. It just yeah, it just surprised me. That's all. Um. Anyway, all right, so, so that so that's your ten, Mister Destiny. Yeah, that was my ten, Mister Destiny. My nine is Pleasantville. Oh, uh, that is my ten. Yes, like that movie. Yeah, it's good. I just don't know how often I go back and rewatch it at this point. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I've seen it a few times, but every time I do watch it, I enjoy it. And I yes. like the um, um, ingenuity of the black and white versus the color. You know, it's very clearly a film about generations, right? The, how certain people look at certain things based on their own generation and breaking down that uh, perception of it. I think Reese was, does a nice job. And um, mm-hmm. was it Tobey Maguire as the, uh, the brother? Uh, yeah, the Diane Lane. Uh... Jeff Daniels. Right. Um, or was it Diane Lane? It wasn't no, no, it's Joan Lane. Allen. Joan Allen. Joan right? Allen. That's right. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, uh, what they go through. Yeah. 
And then William H. Macy is like the leader of the town. Yeah, well, he's the husband. Right. Right, right. Um, and all that they go through. And oh, I, shit, who is the TV repair? Um, oh. it. You know what I mean? That is the yeah. gateway for Tobey Maguire. Is it Don Knotts? Yep, it is Don Knotts. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Toby Maguire, Jeff Daniels, Joan Allen, William H. Macy. But I um, like that because Don Knotts is so synonymous with the golden era of television. Right. That's what For him great. to be like a TV repairman and introduce him in, in Toby Maguire to a, a television world that he gets sucked into. But it's something that most people assume Don Knotts would want to keep pristine and the idea of this idealistic world. Right. And why are you messing with you know, my past and my heritage. Right. And that was a really great casting on their part. Yeah. Uh, wow. Paul Walker's yeah. in this thing as well. I didn't oh, yeah. He's the, the high school stud. Forgot yes, about that really? for a half oh, second. Wow. Skip. Uh-huh. Skip. Yeah, it's like Reese Witherspoon's. They're orbiting each other until oh. Tilton McGuire shows up. Right. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> in the gym when they're all making those jump shots. And then, what is it? He gets laid first, so then he starts missing. Oh, th- yeah, and then he, doesn't he see if it starts to see the colors after he gets laid, I think. Isn't that right or no? That's where the colors start to come in. When the right. self-expression and the people begin to grow and break out of <laughs> the shell of, of what they've been. Yeah. yeah. As they evolve, then color comes into their world. It's a good movie. I just The yeah. reason it's at nine is I don't – I've seen it a number of times. Yeah. I like Ditto. the movie a lot. I just – rewatchability is a factor when there's so many good movies in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, All right. So what's your eight? Eight is source code. Oh, that's my seven. Nice. Good timing. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's the alternate reality of his memory and past. Yes. Um, but living in that and that becoming a reality in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really interesting idea. I remember walking out of the theater just kind of mind slightly blown of yeah. What a great, simple concept, but yet mm-hmm. high construct, uh, executed very well. And it was part of the Jake Gyllenhaal is somebody I'm going to look forward to watching now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, numerous of the two, three, four movies, like right at a bunch. And then after that, it was Southpaw into Nightcrawler into, mm. and it's just like this dude puts out really interesting. Even I think the movie is just okay. Right. I like him in it. Yeah. Um, what Vera Farmiga? Yes, and uh, Jeffrey oh, Wright. Jeffrey Wright, thank you. Yeah, and Michelle Monaghan is the girl, is the woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Could have been one of the last Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, right. At this level type of movie, and uh, she's directed on Blue by Blue Bloods now, isn't she? She's what on Blue Bloods now, isn't she? Oh, probably. Yeah, I, I don't think know. so. Um, I know she showed up in the last. It's an impossible film because of that relationship with Tom Cruise and the three in Mission Possible Three. But yeah, she was she, yeah, she's in this she's in the show Messiah. Was that on uh, Hulu or something like that? I don't know. No remember. clue. Never even heard of it. Yeah, Messiah. I thought it was on Hulu. And the Path. Remember the Path? Oh, that's on Netflix. So the Path. Remember the Path? Uh, Do you remember that one? That's no. that was kind Could of like one a, Catherine watched. It was kind of a cult one, Scientology one. Uh, with her and uh, I think Giovanni. Oh no, Aaron Paul from uh, Breaking Bad. Mm, that was did not like see it. Three seasons. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, and Patriots Day. That's right. She was uh, Donnie or Mark Wahlberg's wife in Patriot Day. 
That's right. Mm. Hey, there's a bomb. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Well, that was what our eight seven. Yeah, yeah, eight seven. I like Source Code. It's a good movie. Duncan Jones, Mister Mister David Bowie's son, directing that film. But yeah, he, he did Moon with Moon. Yeah, he, he hasn't done. Have you liked anything that he's done since? I have. give him time. Give him time. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. <laughs> can't be easy being the son of a man who fell to earth, you know? <laughs> You're fair. the child of a stranger in this world. Hey, and that has its own psychological problems that only you have experienced. Fair point. It's a fair now, point. your kids will be, they'll be better acclimated. Yeah, source um, code was 10 years ago, bro. Sounds about right. Jake Gyllenhaal was young. <sighs> Moon was 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, Warcraft and Mute were the last two things he directed. I did. I thought Warcraft was okay. Wasn't that great? Oh, is, the, is that the World of Warcraft movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah the World of Warcraft movie. That yeah, was there's something in there. Yeah, yeah. I like the dude from Vikings. I, would, I don't understand why he doesn't, why Charlie Hunnam gets every shot for that type of oh, dude. Hunnam, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I never buy Hunnam in, in, Damn near any. I think uh, Triple Frontier, whatever that was called, was the first time I was ever like, "You're fully immersed in this role for me." <laughs> Finally, yeah. Instead of the Pacific Rim, and he has Ooh. this a couple of different macho characteristics that he does. Yeah, yeah. Where he holds with his thumb on uh, both sides of his belt buckle, and he's yeah. like strutting like he's an old gunslinger. It's like I, every, every character does this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. If I didn't buy it the first time, I ain't buying it this time. That's why I like. I like his – like he was in The Gentleman, and I like him. Was good. Okay, I apologize. Right? He was good in that. But that's his That's his accent. That's his language. That's his culture. He knows that, right? And in other things, I don't think he's as good or as willing to create the characters on a deeper level the way he is in other things that he feels more comfortable with, you know? Mm. And certainly Pacific Rim, Jesus Christ, he's probably just cashing a paycheck being in that movie, to be honest. Oh, that was a break. Are you kidding me? What yeah, was, maybe it was. You're Guillermo right. Guillermo del, del Toro. There wasn't much to, I mean, there's nothing to that character, man. There's nothing to that story. <laughs> and I think the kaiju yeah. fights are incredible. I've gone back to rewatch those. Oh, sure. I don't know how many times. And I like the Charlie Day and the other scientists. Oh, yeah. They were well cast. But they just no. utterly wasted Idris Elba. Uh, someone explained to me or uh, mentioned to me. Maybe I saw it online. I can't remember. But if mm-hmm. you did the movie from the Asian girl's perspective, and they started breaking down how the, how the story would go. And you're like, there's a story. Why That's didn't smart. we do that? Yeah. Well, because she has that run in, but it gives her character motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Of that why this would be a lifelong type of quest as opposed to Hunnam got into it because him and his brother were always good in a bar fight. <laughs> so we're going to trust them of a half a trillion dollar machine. Like We can always I, get down. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know why you need the sink technically. Yeah. But at least they set it up on like freaking stupid Kong and. Oh, yeah. They used it in Kong. Yeah. That's right. But they never explained why. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. So, just just one of many things in that movie. If you tell me it was good, then you just, you, I mean, the story is not. You can't defend it. If you want to see the action, all that, fine. Right. Right. But it's just, that movie is a mess. I don't disagree anyway, with you, bro. I don't. That is not on this show, even though there is a parallel reality in it. Yes. Never going to make my list. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, all right. So as I said, my number 10 is Pleasantville. 
<clears throat> my number nine is Black Swan. Okay, all right, yeah. good call. Because of uh, you know the, the alternate reality with um, uh, Mila Kunis and all of that, and she thinks all these things are happening, and the way Aronofsky directs it, where it's like, okay, what's real and what isn't real? So you, as the viewer, are brought along, in essence, trying to keep tabs on two realities at the same time and wondering which reality is the truth, which reality. And even at the end, mm-hmm. it's still a little ambiguous, enough so that you could make a case that you don't know what the real ending of the movie is. You don't know if she lives or dies or whatever, but I like it. And I thought it's a it's a damn good film. And uh, there were two choices for Aronofsky for alternate reality. Yes, there are. And uh, I chose this one, mostly because this one doesn't go too way out there like the other one does. Um Oh, actually, I mean, there could have been third if you wanted to throw Mother in there. There's an alternate reality of that movie as oh, well. Yeah. But uh, but this one is this one I think is the most palatable one. It's the most interesting one, and I think Natalie won the Oscar for this one. So um, yeah, she does a damn good performance. I believe you're right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's, there's so much. Yeah. I knew there were two Aronofskys. I didn't choose either. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But Black Swan, it's a great choice. That's the thing with this this term. It can mean. Oh yeah this where is it a psychological rift is it right right or is it an actual you know you brought up earlier like a parallel dimension opening up type of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah yeah solid that was your nine yeah nine my eight is a superman red sun did that yeah. get a movie release? I, I got thought a theater it. release. Oh, oh, now you're gonna throw that in, Mister. I'm gonna put TV oh, specials no. on my lists. That oh. is, that's hands down to me of what I've read, the best yeah. Superman. Yes, it is. Um, but my my fair. pool is much limited. I didn't think it got an official theatrical. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look if it I got mean, a theatrical. I've release. streamed it at some point over, so yeah. But I didn't know Mask That's of the Phantasm had a release. At least I don't remember one until after. Oh, yeah. Mask of Phantasm was definitely released in the theater. I remember Yeah, that. yeah, But I don't even know if I knew that one had a full release. I don't know if I remember. No, you're right. Only on Blu-ray or DVD. That's fine, dude. It's a great All look. Right. It is a movie. I can change it. You know, I'll change it just to keep it chill. Um, I legit, let's, I'd rather talk about a movie we've never talked about as opposed to putting okay. something on there we have. Oh, in terms of Superman Red Sun? Yeah. We've never talked oh, yeah. about oh, the Superman right, Red Sun. Sure. Do you like it? Did you? What was your feeling? You put it on your list. So, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let me know. Uh, yeah. I, I will happily chime in. But I think one of the hardest things to do is to transfer really great comics into mm-hmm. good animated films, right? Sure. I mean, Dark Knight Returns was incredible in its two parts. You've got to buy both parts and enjoy uh, that story. So when yeah. they were tackling Superman Red Sun, I was wondering if they were going to uh, pull back on some of the um, uh, symbolism, on some of the um, uh, statements that they're trying to make, uh, what it would be like if Superman had landed in the Soviet Union versus the United States. What kind of Superman would you get? And I think they absolutely nailed it, man. I mean, they did such uh, Sam Liu directed this thing. J.M. Uh, Demetrius wrote it who I love from uh, Just League International and other things as well. And you have Jason Isaacs as Superman. Um, Dietrich Bader as Lex Luthor. Vanessa Marshall, who does <clears throat> who does uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, she was Wonder Woman. You had Paul Williams. Yes, that Paul Williams, for you who are old enough to remember, as Brainiac, 
throughout this thing. And Tara Strong was Tara Strong, a female voiced a young Superman in this thing as well. And so uh, I like that this is all presented in the world of the Soviet Union and how he progresses through it. And it challenges you as a viewer to go like, yeah, you know what? I Yeah, okay. I never looked at it this way. What yeah, would it I, be like? How scary would it be? Yeah. Or do you believe in any of these collectivist ideas? Can right. You see the good that they believe that they're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Um, when I heard about that. Um, so it was probably like eight years ago or something. Chris Burns. who you know, Oh yeah. Chris was, I was clowning on Superman. How bad. Yeah. Just how much I don't enjoy the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a Superman fan, just like you and, Almost every other comic book fan yeah. is they they still enjoy the movies and I just do not. And he's like, have you ever read? And he rattled off, but Red Sun initially stuck out. Yeah, because uh, I told him I was like, I've watched some of the straight to DVD stuff and I find that interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, read the graphic novel Red Sun. So I went and got it, and I was like, that was excellent. That's an interesting, just like a simple premise of what if? Yeah. He happened to land in Kansas, but what if he landed in Irkutsk? Yeah. Right. And then how does that change him or mm-hmm. the society around him or, or the world? Exactly. The yeah. world, yeah. the U.S.'s place in all of this. What an interesting, simple jumping off point to a wildly complex and engaging story. Well, that, and, and that's just reiterates or reaffirms the power of Superman, the character, but also the actual being in the world of the comic books. Right. I mean, he eventually kills Stalin and becomes president and he kills in this thing and becomes president of the Soviet Union. And then Lex Luthor becomes president of America and this whole thing, this battle. And he uses his natural good instincts uh, as a president of the Soviet Union to like spread communist ideals all over the world. And then, but then knocks down the Berlin wall and makes all these changes. And you're like, man, this is so fascinating. And then Lex with uh, being married to, Lois Lane is a really unsettling future or alternate reality to think about, but it's, but eventually the old, the old cliche or the old uh, roles come in where you're cheering for Superman, but Superman's leading the Soviet union versus Lex who's leading the United States. Who's being kind of evil, creating that superior Superman enlisting Hal Jordan as green lantern. So all of this, I, I just really was fascinated by. And I think the animated film did a really great job of capturing what was so damn good about that um graphic novel which i think i have on my shelf back there yeah i I, that's one of the things i've always liked about dc instead of everybody embracing someone like superman it makes sense that there would be a counterpoint like lex luthor right or batman within the justice league having the the plan to take out all the other ones in case they go off the deep end one day right 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 it's like that that actually seems very rational. And Lex mm-hmm. Luthor, the more you see from his perspective, you're like, you're not, he's not a hundred percent wrong here. Right. Which I think is damn yeah. cool. Yeah. When he's not played to be like this over the top mega mind villain type of yeah. thing, yeah. when it's more so like the guy that hey, does want power, but is also like, we should have a plan to take you down. Mm-hmm. How, how do you not see the logic in that? Just in case, just, just in, in case, case. Yeah. not saying we're going to use it, but right. You can stop any of our attempts. It doesn't seem fair that this is a one-sided fight. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah and you're like, it, the older you get, when you're a kid, you're like, it's Superman. No, why would you do that? <laughs> and you get to be an adult and be like, oh, yeah, I can understand the argument that he is making. Of course, because as you get to become an adult, you see the gray areas of all this kind of yeah, stuff. You see where the threat 
you could go from non-existent to full blown. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Pretty quickly. And you're right about that, Matt. Sorry. When you come to DC and they're creating the counterpoint, I think that's brilliant that you bring that up because Marvel doesn't do that. No, Marvel, they just embraced. Yeah. And Marvel, anytime anybody questions the superheroes and the things they're doing, um, they're immediately made to be villains in the movies, right? Like uh, Adrian Toomes in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's a guy who was uh, helping out a construction crew. They were picking up all this stuff. They were cleaning up after the Avengers had destroyed New York. Yeah. And then, then through some bullshit red tape, this guy who was making a living doing this, the company, the government, oh, sorry, the government, the local government, they didn't give a shit about him or his family or his business, uh, a small business. And they tried to put him out of business, not on purpose, but they essentially were putting him out of business. So he went to alternate means. You know, and the whole time at the beginning of the movie, he's bitching about how these guys just left all this shit here and go and destroy stuff and they never pick it up back up again. Yeah. Uh, and but he's made out to be he's eventually made out to be the villain. Um, who else is? Oh, oh, the Sokovia Accords, like that whole thing. Yes, I know it's Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, I know. It's like, but the idea of being able to understand and not have these superheroes violate sovereignty of nations on a whim because yeah. they hear something. I think that's a valid conversation to have and anytime you give supreme decision-making power to a person like captain america who can knock out 100 people on his own is dangerous yeah, so yeah um any usually if memory serves yeah within marvel any character like that they're not one of the main baddies they go up against overnight. I guess you could say doom a little bit but I never really read right. fantastic 4 right right but helmet zemo would be there's oh okay but how often does he really come up yeah yeah um whereas in, i mean it's superman's primary right villain right. is this individual put him front and center and and zemo was doing was he was what he was doing because they killed his wife and daughter yeah right so there was because of their carelessness and because of them taking up because of um stark's hubris uh he created ultron an accident and because of Ultron, that's what happened at Sokovia. Mm -hmm. And his wife and daughter are a result of the, – their deaths are a result of, of, of Tony's hubris. But who's going to make hubris pay? Who's going to make Tony pay? No one's going to put Tony in prison. No one's going to put any of these no. people in prison. No, but, they're going to walk away scot-free. Exactly. And so I think that's what – I hope this new phase is more about kind of approaching that and talking about that and exploring that. Um, because I do think sometimes DC gets a bit of an unfair shake when it comes to that. I don't want them to get bogged down on it because then it turns into uh, uh, a Cantabite or whatever the hell that's called, oh. Monte Carlo in space, and be like, oh, here's War Profiteers, War is bad, and be like, we already know that. <laughs> but in you know, we don't have people that can use magic in our wars, so nah. I don't give two shits about the War Profiteers when there are space wizards. Yeah. Let's get back to the fucking space wizards. <laughs> Somebody get me the space. Oh, it's so frustrating. That whole trilogy now to me, two and three were just yeah. duds beyond duds. <laughs> anyway, fair enough. First one was interesting. You got something here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no yeah. payoff for it whatsoever. Yeah. Um. All right. So there we go. What's your uh, well, that was my eight Superman Red Sun. What's your eight or seven? Uh, my seven is uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, that's a punt. OK. Yeah. I was. Um, yeah, tentative. I was like, is it an old? I get yes, it is an old. I, think it is. I went oh, back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Six, I've got Inception. 
Oh, okay. That's your, I, I, I didn't put that on my list because to me, that's dreams, but you can make a case that's alternate reality. If you get stuck well, in that dream for sure. Like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Perception is reality. So yeah. if you perceive this to be real, then if you die on the outside while you're dreaming, then you would just inevitably die inside the dream anyway. Right. Right. So that right. is your experience of what life is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I included it for that. It's, it's the most high concept. Mm. of all of these and that there's just layers stacked on top of layers stacked on yeah. top of layers. Right. Um, and you can see where, you know, no one really sewing his oats on the plane with time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that's become practically a staple in every one of his films. Yeah. When you have interstellar, always concerned about time tenant moving backwards with negative entropy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this to me was the announcement of when I have this much money, I think I kind of, guys, I think I kind of like doing this. <laughs> I mean, there's Dunkirk in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is, that, that to me seemed more like a, it'd be really cool to tell this story and it's about my home country and right. give us a little shine instead of the Americans winning every World War II movie on their own. Uh, so, yeah, I put Inception on my list at number six. I've been meaning to do a rewatch of Dunkirk. I mean, I, I bash it all the time because I only saw it once and I felt it was a little boring and I couldn't, I didn't know who the lead was, but you, you know, so many people like it, Matt. It just makes me rethink. Maybe why watch that when you could watch 1917? Uh, that's true. Oh my God. 1917 is so fucking good. I mean, granted that's world war one technically. Yeah. But, true. True. Uh, they're only so what good. a year apart. Oh, and oh, in release. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So yeah it's yeah. like, Oh, uh, 1917 to me is an all-timer. Dunkirk yeah. was, I don't know, visually interesting to look at. I right. couldn't tell any of the fucking actors apart at numerous points. I'd rather watch, uh, to be honest with you, I was like, I'd rather watch the Churchill one with Gary Oldman. Uh, Darkest Hour? Darkest Hour. I like that more as a, as a what do you call that? Um, as a Dunkirk film, because Dunkirk yeah. is a big part of that film. And as I'd a singular that. performance. Yeah, it really yeah, does. Yeah, quite Whew. possibly. I love his because nobody that. stands out that much in Dunkirk to that yeah, degree. Not really. Not, not even Brana. Not even yeah, Brana. But you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your? Six? Well, that's my six. So oh, I that is your six. Okay. We've done your seven. What's your six? Uh, my six is Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I really like. I wanted to kind of champion that movie, you know, and put it when I really loved it. I really. I've seen it like three times now. Him and uh, uh, Christian Miliati, they have great chemistry. And then you throw in J.K. Simmons as that X factor through this whole thing. And it is very, very good. If you guys haven't seen Palm Springs, I can't recommend it enough. It's on Hulu. It was supposed to get a theatrical release, but, of course, with COVID and everything like that, they just put it on Hulu. But it's damn good. And Andy Samberg, you know, it's funny to me with Samberg. Like, I, I think he has the real potential to be another, like, you know, those guys like Bill Murray or Robin Williams. It could eventually move into a drama situation. Okay. And this is as close as he's come, in my opinion, and been successful at it. I've, he's done other, I think, kind of dramatic things, but I didn't buy him too much in it. This one I really bought, uh, the, the frustration, the desperation, the situation that he's in, uh, and the alternate realities that they have to kind of keep going through over and over and over again uh, before she gets what's happening. And when she finally gets what's happening, then they kind of have to come together and figure this out. And then when you find out how it's happening, it's even more insane uh, for sure. But yeah, if you haven't seen this one, I can't recommend it enough. Funny, 
really well shot and it's quick. You're in and out in like an hour and 40, hour and 45. It is a quick movie, man. Yeah, I've heard good things. I'm just not a Sandberg fan. I don't okay. dislike the guy. It's just, you know, uh, his humor didn't ever really land for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can tell it's good. It's well thought out. You know, the big yeah. productions on those songs and whatnot. Um, yeah, absolutely. Although Lazy Sunday I did like. I love Lazy Sunday, man. Fucking hell, I love Lazy Sunday. But then after that, a yeah. lot of them were like, oh, I like the first time, but I don't. I will never revisit yeah. this song ever boat. again. Yeah, on a boat. It's like, oh, okay, that, that that's fun. Good for you. <laughs> Why not? I, I'm not hating on what you do. It's just not, I don't, it's not made for me, I guess. Right, 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 right. Understood. Like a boss. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, because it's, it's basically this guy who's stuck in a time loop, mm-hmm. and then you find out why and how it happened, and then um, why J.K. Simmons is part of the, as the antagonist, how he got into this situation himself. And so, it, and then they, you know, of course, logically, they start to have feelings for each other, uh, Christina Miliati and, uh, and um, Andy Samberg, but, it, you know, it's a really good film, and how it turns out, I think I appreciate it a lot as well. Um, okay. Well, before six, it is. What do you want to say? No, please. Oh, yeah. Before we jump into our top five, uh, let's take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors, and then uh, we'll be right back. All right. We're back, Matt. Uh, we're starting off with your uh, five here. What do you got? My five? Uh, I think this movie may it's hmm. made one list for sure, assuming okay. we've done that list in the past. Uh, but Alice in Wonderland. Ooh, nice! Uh, the uh, Johnny Depp one or the animated? no, 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 the animated. <laughs> Those. No, ah. I've seen them all. I've seen the two Depps. They're both terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. Um, right. Oh, no, the animated one. You know, falling down. It's a the alternate reality of whatever is down the rabbit hole. Whether this is, I guess, hypothetically, all in her mind. Yeah, or it is a. a separate world that she's entering into uh great choice man just the over-the-top inventiveness but it's also kind of crazy that they made this for kids when they did yeah yeah because it's kind of it's it's got some darkness the cheshire cat you want to like and yet you're creeped out by the mad hatter and the the hair Mm -hmm. uh their looniness is right on the border of psychosis Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like it gives you a feeling of unease and they keep running into characters like this over and over and over. Uh, the stupid white rabbit just keeps taking you deeper and deeper into this wormhole. <laughs> uh, the queen off with your head. I, the visuals. I, I was enamored with it as a kid and also scared mm. in numerous parts. And yet I think that kind of fear made it all the more enthralling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a, a nice update of a classic novel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fascinating to go back and watch these "quote unquote" G-rated movies, Matt, um, from those times because some of those topics, some of those um, themes within the movies are are not G-rated. They're higher than G-rated. They're PG mm-hmm. or PG thirteen, or even R, depending on the situation in certain um, of those animated films. So I, I find it to be uh, really interesting because. People talk all the time about how nowadays it's a rare thing to see a G-rated movie. Man, decades ago, it used to be all the time you'd see a bunch of G-rated movies. But I think with that new rating system, it kind of forced people to decide what kids could handle, what they couldn't handle. 
But back then we were able to handle or, or they were able to handle whatever you throw at them in terms of the uh, themes and the, the visuals in some of these movies. I mean, you can't tell me that Pinocchio donkey changing scene is, is G rated for fuck's sake. That is hardcore, man. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's always but interesting. But this was a good time. One. They're also putting out Disney, you know, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Yeah, right. Exactly. That was the preponderance of childhood entertainment that's just unwatchable. Utterly unwatchable. And then on the animation side, they take the yeah. biggest swings, which is interesting. But the, it got into the meat grinder of we need to churn out these movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pippi Longstocking. The cat from outer space. Yo, now we're getting into <laughs> some dicier territory. Computer uh, wore tennis shoes. The computer wore tennis shoes. I remember that one. Yeah, bed knobs and broomsticks, I yeah. think, is good. Yes, yes. But it's a blend of their animation plus real world, and it's an interesting idea type of thing. Angela Lansbury in that thing, that's right. And I I didn't mind Pete's dragon as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I loved the dragon, Yeah, and I just wanted to get back to the dragon as much as I possibly could as a kid. Yeah, I don't Um, disagree with you. But I didn't like Pippi Longstocking or almost like 90% of their live action stuff. I just thought it was utter shit. Yeah. I just didn't know those words as a kid. That, But those were the emotions I felt. <laughs> this is terrible. Still better than nothing, but this is terrible. This is just terrible. And now my parents would just give me their iPhone and I would watch YouTube. <laughs> if I was six. Yeah, or or buy you an iPad. It just Yeah, or, yeah, you or bring the iPad with. And yeah. I'm not blaming parents for that. No, it's no. It's got to make life so much easier. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Keep this uh, little thing occupied instead of going bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're in public. Oh, that's yeah. Every time we see a kid have a tantrum or hear stories about kids having issues, man, I mean, Lily and I are both just like, yep, this is why we didn't have them. We just, uh, we're just not, we're just not patient. We're just not in that place. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're, ne- we're never yeah. gonna be in that place. So we've decided that very clearly. So. I can't remember. I've seen the joke a couple of different times, but the first time I saw. Uh, someone do the you're walking up on the tail end of an argument when a kid getting smacked in the mouth you didn't see like if you're in a department store you didn't see the 15 minutes leading up to it right right where it's amazing that the adult managed to hold on for that long yeah yeah uh and it's all done for comedic effect it's a fucking joke right but just the build up and you're like yeah i could see you know (laughs) little just a quick pop in the backhand like oh i don't oh yeah i mean yeah, I would not get involved. Hell no. No, no. I mean, no. she, um, yeah, I wouldn't get involved. It, it, I, it's not my, it's not my problem. Like if you're, it's no, your kid. I know you yeah. I mean, it's different if you're whipping your kid with a belt Yeah, for like 10, 15 minutes. That's a different situation. But like a smack or something like that, it's not my business. It's not my exactly. fucking business, man. I, I don't remember know what being a kid. Like. Yeah. I realize that's not the best solution. And honestly, <laughs> no, it should be avoided at all costs, but sure. there's got to be a child out there somewhere where they are the ones where this is the most effective to get them to stop oh, and I'm learn sure. the lesson. Yeah. Just yeah. saying you run the gamut of all people. Others, there's a kid out there that can only, it can only be explained to them because they won't learn otherwise. Right. right. It's like, we're all different. Exactly. Sometimes people need a smack in the mouth. Hey. That's all. Yeah. Smack it out. This, this, uh, this belief is why more than likely we don't have children. <laughs> yes, agreed. You know, it's yeah. a good thing we're not parents. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. I love 
kids. I love my friends' kids and hanging out with them and whatever. I always have a good time. But no, I don't have the patience. No fucking way. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fantastic uncle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a well aware of my limits. And um, I wouldn't have a kid now because of my limits, you know. Um, anyway, all right. So that's your, that was your five? That was my five. Okay. So my five is Fight Club. Because okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't two, thought of it like that for sure. Two different realities going on. There's the reality of blah, blah, blah. and then he discovers. Oh wait, both those realities are the same reality. He's just been uh, living in a in a situation. Uh, well, should I? I mean, a psychotic I, I break. A psychotic break, exactly. So there's two separate realities going on at the same time mm-hmm. as he's experiencing this whole thing, and you're watching both realities, and you are just like him when yeah, he finds out. Yeah, what what the what re, what the actual reality is, because mm-hmm. you could argue there's three separate realities. There's the his real, there's the narrator's reality, there's Tyler Durden's reality, and then there's the actual reality. You know? Yeah, the so. hybridized between the two. Exactly, exactly. So, but we've talked about the film many many times, so I don't want to spend too much. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but yeah, just one of those films that I love rediscovering it over again and i don't ever watch it like all the time i like to give a lot of space in between yeah i agree because i enjoy the performances and i enjoy where it takes you and i enjoy what it says about um commercialism yeah Yeah. consumerism all that yeah yeah yeah. um but i agree though because i i I like the impact that it builds to at the end Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so giving it enough time kind of resets so you can enjoy a little bit of that experience again yeah because you'll right. never feel it the same, you know, the same way you did the first time. No. But you take enough time off, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it builds like this with the music and through these scenes, and you can kind of feel the progression. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did not think of that at all. It's a great choice, though. Thanks, man. Yeah, because the, the, the end moment is, when I was, you're right, Matt, when I was younger, the end moment was awesome. Because I was like, when I watched it in 99, I think is when it came out, I was like, hell yeah, fuck corporations, blow it all up, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, well, this dude's a really unreliable narrator. Do we really believe what he's doing is the right thing? Because this guy clearly just had a psychotic break. So how much of what he's told me is the actual truth for why he's doing what he's doing? You know, how can I really trust him? So it's a whole different approach to it when you watch the movie. Now, for me, at least I was an older person than it was when I was younger. So um, so that's a great point you bring up. Um, All right. What's your four? My number four mm. is uh, Star Trek, the oh, reboot. Shit. Because you have Spock existing within oh, this reality. And then what's his name? Eric Bana's character, oh, like, coming through. Oh. So the previous reality that got changed, though, is still having an out- outcome and effect on the current reality as we understand it. God damn it. So it's those realities fighting against each other, literally. Okay. For supremacy. Shit. Uh, and that's why I put it on my list. God damn it. That's great. Look, I, I didn't think of Fight Club. There's a lot to choose from for this. I don't even think my list is the 10 best. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a I'm a diehard Star Trek fan. I can't believe it didn't occur to me that that was an alternate reality. That's a great choice. Fuck. And I can't really take anything out from my top four to replace well, it with that. So, all right. That's fine. Well, you wanted to... Uh, bump off red sun from earlier or you don't oh, put it on your list yeah, you know what we got to talk about it anyway so okay i'll bump it off and i'll put star trek um i guess i'll make star trek my number five then 
because uh, that's a great choice. Fuck, that's a great choice. All right, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm excited that they're finally talking about doing another one with Chris Pine and everybody yes. else. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Although, to be perfectly honest, I think you could recast Zachary Quinto, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. He's fine. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. I didn't like him on Heroes. That no. no- NOSA 42, whatever that show was that was on, or NOS 42 that was on um, AMC. Didn't like didn't him in that. It. I'm um, not a fan of his. But I did like his voice over work in um, um, Invincible. I thought he was good as the robot in Invincible. Okay. I but like him in it. Margin Call. Oh, yeah. Margin Call. Right. But that's an ensemble piece. So yeah. I know. But he is kind of the linchpin of the ensemble. Mm, true. He's the guy that discovers the true financial shenanigans that are about to take place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just he can't do the fighting scenes as well as everybody else. Right. And I haven't really bought into his Spock. Like seeing Nimoy, old Nimoy in the first one, you're like, that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Spock. Whereas I bought Chris Pine as Kirk and I bought oh, yeah. Carl Urban as Bones. And Simon Pegg, I think I'm, oh, I like now after mm-hmm. three of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was on the fence early on and Zoe Saldana is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if they want to bring back Quinto, that's fine. I just like to see the rest of this cast back together again because I, even the the next two that come out may or may not be flawed in whatever opinion we want to give. I still mm-hmm. watch them and enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. Even the Aegis Elba yeah. one, it's got its moments for me. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. the one I turn on the most. I, no. I will watch in the darkness. I like in the darkness. Up until the 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 reverse moment from Khan. I think Into Darkness is actually a fucking good movie, man. Like a really good movie. It's enjoyable. You don't like the little twist of they gave it? No, nah, because I, they didn't earn that moment like the original series did. Like the, the, the moment is earned in Khan because you have all these years uh, of Kirk and Spock being friends. In Darkness, you only have one movie. And it's not enough to buy into this relationship so that okay. when someone's life is threatened or dies the to me at least and and it's my perspective to me the overall um pain or emotional payoff is not there because you're not as invested Mm -hmm. seeing spock die and leonard nimore die and con after you'd watched the original series grew up with that as a kid and then watched that first movie and then watched all through that con thing you're just like that's fucking devastating you know yeah Um, and i agree with you i think between the two, Leonard Nimoy is the far superior Spock. Whereas I think Chris Pine can go toe to toe with Shatner in some respects um, as yeah, Kurt. I actually prefer Chris Pine. No, oh, fair, fair, fair. Well, I just know the the ridiculousness of Shatner over the past <laughs> sixty years in the sure. public eye. So the I factor into all that into Kirk because yeah. yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Where are we at right now? Uh, that my was four. my four. All right. So my four is the punt from earlier. Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, yeah. I love this movie. It's it's maybe it's my favorite Bill Murray movie. Maybe. Even maybe over Ghostbusters. I'm not joking. Um, I just like him in this movie so much. And I think his relationship with Andy McDowell, who I don't think is the best actress most of the time, really sure. works. Really works. And the town, the small town, the way they make that small town work. And yes, you've got interesting characters. They could, and they're played for laughs, but they're not 
played for cheap laughs. They're not played for let me make fun of the small town person laughs, right? They're made no. They're they're more universal the jokes that they're playing on the people who live in that small town because all of us. And I and, and let me break it to you: you can live in a big town and find weird people like that living in your town. So oh yeah, there's just more of them. It's just more of exactly. It's irrelevant of the size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Higher population means higher numbers of those types of individuals. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So I mean, and I grew up in a, a bit of a small town. So to me, I know I connect to the thing. So I really enjoy it, and it's and I, and I like the constant change, and that he's learning something along the way, and it feels authentic what he's learning as well. You know, hmm. I mean, he could have argued Scrooged as an alternate reality movie, really, but I like this one. Oh, maybe Scrooge is my favorite Bill Murray. Ah, God damn it. It's in the sketch. He's got damn. He's got quite a few that are really good. We have done his list at some point, but we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked about it before, but yeah. It's a great choice. Thank you. Two. Uh all right, what's your three? Uh three is into the spider verse. Ooh, that's a punt. Okay. If you can believe it. I couldn't believe it. Fair enough. What do you got a three? A three I have it's a wonderful life. That is a punt. Oh, nice. All right. Maybe two is both the same. We have the same. I do not know. I think so. Because we brought it up before the list started. And the, the Matrix. The Matrix. Yes. Number two, the Matrix. Interesting. So we landed on the same top three. <laughs> That's so I did not anticipate that. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know if it was going to make your list. Well, I'll just life, say this so. right now. Qualitatively, one of ours we know is an all time pantheon film oh i feel like you're you're already playing for a certain i'm legislating a little bit you are I'm, uh, yeah we're not legislating you know uh i'm presenting my case before yes. the jury that's that's what i'm saying yes i hear you um so uh-huh. anyway we'll get to that discussion yeah. right in justice just a mo coming up next <laughs> john and but Matt. the major matrix is so good like we alluded to yeah. earlier They've made two that were not good in both of our opinions. And yes. That's yes. being kind. Yeah. From me, at least. There are moments in each of them, but not enough to remotely be yeah. close to Well, the problem is when it's two and a half hours. Yeah. How many moments and what does a moment qualify as? One scene. <laughs> uh, well, is this moment like Anthony Hopkins getting a best actor for Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Even though he's only on screen for so much, or is this a moment of what we're actually talking about? We're like, yeah, I like this two minutes here, and I like this five minute sequence here. And there's a <laughs> lot of bullshit in between, and then I like this over here. Anyway, neither here nor Matrix is so good that we're both looking forward to the next one coming out, That's tentatively crazy. with high hopes. Crazy, hope uh, springs I, eternal, man. Yeah, it just the premise is so strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. you believe you can write the ship. I feel the same way about aliens. Mm-hmm. or alien or however you want to call the franchise yeah uh every once and again one of these just seems so simplistic like you can still do right by this yeah 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 and there's so much to explore there and yeah you're right looking forward to the fourth one um you know i think they've done they finished shooting they're in post-production now so hopefully at some point we get a trailer and i don't think it's coming out till either later this year or early next year so hopefully we'll get a trailer um, for this, at least a teaser, like a one-minute teaser or something. You it hasn't gotten bumped to next summer? I don't know. I thought it was coming yeah. out. To me, this is either a Christmas or a summer tentpole. Okay. But it feels more summer tentpole to me. 
see here. As of June 2nd, the release date is December 22nd this year. We, so. Yeah, we don't have a trailer. That's not coming out this year. That's getting pushed. Oh, that's uh, as of June second of twenty twenty one. They're saying um, to, it's coming out. To, it yeah. was moved up to December twenty second. It was moved up from where it was. It was supposed to be, I think, April of next year, and then it got moved up. But how have we not seen during Olympic coverage trailers for the Matrix coming in Christmas? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I realize like that's super early, but not for a movie that large. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to go April 1st of 2022, but now they moved it to April, to December 22nd of 2021. So, fascinating. Yeah, I think they need to push that back to April or May. <laughs> if we don't have a trailer by now, I'm just assuming from the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah. You'd want to start the hype on this early because I'm sure this wasn't cheap. Well, we still don't have a Spider-Man trailer, and that's supposed to come out, I think, sometime this year as well. For yeah, that is true. So... But they've at least like put out teasers and they're putting out like a, a Tom Holland talking about what the potential name could be. And they're trying to build social media hype. I haven't seen squat from Matrix. Yeah. 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 Because it comes out five days before Matrix comes out. Does the Spidey Spidey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No way home. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been complaining. We haven't gotten a trailer. A lot of, I see people on social media go like, what the fuck? It's August. Uh, so. But at least they've been putting little breadcrumbs out there. Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of rumors about Daredevil, a lot of rumors about all the Spider-Man. Well, not yeah, rumors necessarily. That's been confirmed. Most of the people coming back, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's our collective number two. Yep. All right. So, so then my one year three is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Which we And then year about. one, my three is into the spidey spots. into the yeah. spidey verse yeah um do, do you want to add anything more to these movies i feel like we've talked about them many many times here on the show i would say it's a wonderful life is the, the one we've talked about the least okay more than likely okay um what is it about that film that appeals to you still well the thing is i didn't come to it until the past handful of years oh right that's right well, yeah you mentioned that also. and the fact that it is as good, if not better than advertised, mm-hmm. you fully understand why this has been part of the Christmas movie going experience yeah. for over half a century. Yeah. And I think the most impressive part to me was the editing and pacing is almost on modern levels of what you expect from a story that is this long. That's a great point. Yeah. That's what I was blown away by most. Like this yeah. thing moves. Uh, you've got an intricate storyline that you can fully follow. There's characters coming in and out, and they don't have to do big expositional pieces explaining to the, you know, story and director are both just assuming the audience will be able to follow along like we do now. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just being like, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington and tells you the entire fucking name. <laughs> of the movie that was, it's still like, a, you know, Talkies are what, 20 years in at that point? People yeah. have been open to it, but you haven't gotten high concept yet. We haven't gotten into Kubrick in the 70s. Right, right. So, <laughs> although the, that high concept stuff was happening in, in at that time in other countries, yeah. you know, well, like it's, German it's expressionism, film. yeah, and silent film, all that stuff, 
not so much in American uh, filmmaking, but certainly popular consumption like this. Right, right. Like Russia with the Battleship Potemkin and what they had, and then France with the Joan of Arc story. It was different, but they've also been around longer. So their ideas of this stuff have been developing or germinating for quite some time before we showed up as a country. And plus, they're, well, the Russians aren't, but the French are appealing to a really a French crowd first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a much smaller population base as opposed to the, you know, mm-hmm. diaspora of the, the U.S., this massive conglomeration of all kinds of different ethnicities and races and creeds and all that. So you kind of need to make something a little bit more general. Right, right. As opposed to we're French. Oh, diaspora. Excuse me. Oh, uh, $10, $10 word. <laughs> hey, hey, somebody uh, read a thesaurus. <laughs> Anybody else surprised I just said the source? It's full of synonyms. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I come back to it all the time, man. It's still a joyful. I bought it in 4K last year, and um, it's even like the fact that they remastered it the way that they did. It, it It's almost like watching the film all over again from scratch. You're just so it's so vibrant. And you're right, Matt. It cooks. It's a film that cooks. It isn't caught up in the melodrama mm. of some of the films from that time. It, there is real shit going on. You know, he is progressing from being excited to be going off and seeing the world. And then these moments that constantly hold him back. And they are real devastating moments. Uh, that uh, affect him, you know, and change him. And he becomes at times bitter and even frustrated with the situation, even though he's got this awesome wife, he's got this good job. He's dealing with some awesome people in the town as his clients. It's still his life is he's not happy with what he has because he's still hung up on what he could have had in his mind. Uh, And yeah, that kind of eventually catches up to him when that thing happens with uncle Billy and the Mr. Potter. And, and now the, 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 his tenuous hold on his reality, his, his like somewhat, um, how can I say this? The, the, the walls or the dam that he had constructed emotionally within himself cracks open yeah. wide to the point where suicide becomes an option for him so quickly. Um, and it's the angel who comes in and it shows him what his life would have actually yeah, been like without him in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The difference that he has made, even right. though he doesn't feel like his impact, there haven't been any ripples from this pebble. Right. Right. Yeah. He doesn't and, see you how yeah. his presence has changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great film. Such a good film. Um, all right. There you go. That's our separate uh, top 10 alternate reality movies. We're going to put this list together. Um, got any honorable mentions? So many. There are legitimately there's yeah a whole bevy of choices. Why don't we do the list first and we can yeah. rifle off some? Sounds of the... good. Sounds good. Um. All right. So what do we got? What do we got? I mean, are we really saying that Into the Spider Verse, which is an amazing film, is somehow better than something that stood the test of time so no, far? That's fine. I you know you're not going to get an argument from me who loves classic films. So I just think it was more of a modern film. So I wanted to put it near the top. My own personal decision. Right, so. Do that, Spidey Matrix. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Well, now you have Star Trek at five, and I have that at four. So Star Trek. Okay, Star Trek. And uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. Ground. I have it four. One. Okay. And then both of us have Source Code, and I think Pleasantville. 
So you yeah, want to move those up? What it's what? It's seven, eight, and nine, ten. Yeah, nine, ten. So all right. So we've got one through five finished. Do you want to pepper in a couple of our other higher ones yeah, and then put sure. those in? Sure, into the Spider Verse, the Matrix, and the Ground. All right, which okay. are my five is my next highest. Yeah, okay. so take it, man. Take it. My six is my next highest. Okay. Right, now it's six versus six. Oh shit! Fight Club. All right, I'll take Fight Club. Ah, uh, that's a uh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Just you know. No. Uh, then what? Source code, Pleasantville, and we're done. Sounds good. Oh, wow. All right. Let's do this thing. The top 10 alternate reality movies. Yeah. At number 10. Pleasantville. At number nine. Source Code. At number eight. Inception. At number seven. Fight Club. At number six. Alice in Wonderland. At number five. Groundhog Day. At number four, Star Trek. At number three, The Matrix. Coming in at the deuce spot, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And our number one alternate reality movie is... It's a Wonderful Life. Clarence! Clarence! There we go. Nice stuff. Nice stuff. Uh, all right, what are your... What are your honorable mentions, man? Um... So that I was flirting with, like basically, yeah, sure. I type out all the ones, and then I bold the ones that are genuinely have a shot, or at least in consideration. Annihilation. Oh, nice choice. Coraline. Oh yeah, I knew that. I, I'm shocked that didn't end up on your list. You I already had them. two other animation gotcha. with Into the Spider Verse and Alice in Wonderland. I was like, that's gotcha. funny. Uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, didn't know if I guess it technically counts. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because uh, the, the animated reality, right, yeah. Yeah, with, existing within Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it's an alternate reality where that exists along with all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, Tron Legacy. Yes, I had that on my list as an honorable mention. Would you have counted Eternal Sunshine? Um, I, I, no, because that's a, uh, they use a contraption okay. to remove your memory. But you could make a case. That by removing the memories, you, you have constructed an alternate reality that this person is in, even though they're still existing in the main reality, their memory being wi of, of wiped of this particular thing creates a new reality that they're existing in within the old reality. So you could make a case, but I, yeah. I, I kept it off because it's like, that doesn't seem right. Uh, and uh, Endgame. Yeah, Endgame was real close. I was like, ah, but... Is that uh, you yeah, can make the case, but it's going to make a lot of lists over the years. It's yeah, fine yeah. if it doesn't make this one. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Um, my other two are Vanilla Sky. Sure. Um, I, I really do. That's one of I do champion that film from uh, Russell Crowe. I know it's a remake as well. Um, and The Butterfly Effect, which is the only, I think, Ashton Kutcher led film that I legitimately enjoy. And I like how he's constantly existing in different realities um, in this pursuit of, of fixing things with Amy Smart, um, who's the lead and his love interest in the, in the movie. I think it's actually damn good. And that whole shaking of the head as it encounters a new reality really works for me. So I like Butterfly Effect. Um, cool. All right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, top 10 
alternate reality movies some of our honorable mentions there as well hope you enjoy you all enjoyed the show um matt what do we got to tell them Thanks for tuning in this week, whether you watched over at youtube.com forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10, or you're listening to us on your podcast feed of choice. We thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, please follow us at top 10 show on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So hit us up over there. We'd, uh, we'd love to uh, interact with you across all our various social media. Mm. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt knows. Please check out uh, settle the score. And uh, dropping dimes, uh, squeezing blood from a turnip now that uh, the offseason is <laughs> officially set in. So let's see what we get out of the meat grinder coming up in the very near future. Anyway, uh, check those out. Exactly. Is that sausage? They'll never know the difference. So just put that pink grinding. slime in there. Uh huh. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and don't forget. And also, Matt and I did an ep- a special episode of Game Time on my channel. He's very kind to come on. Matt was. We talked about an hour and fifteen minutes about the NBA free agency, the madness that's going on there. So if you haven't watched that, uh, go and watch it. Uh, and I put the, I think I put the audio up on the Outlaw uh, Nation podcast feed as well. But yeah, you can find me at the Rokazes on Twitter and on Instagram uh, on Twitch, the Outlaw Nation, and yes, my YouTube channel youtube.com slash john roca says all kinds of reviews and trailer reactions there uh as well and the top uh, oh sorry and the cinephiles and the geek buddies podcasts if you want to listen to more of what we do um there all right um all right we're out of here oh and the patreon did we take the patreon already did, 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 i don't think that? so no okay so and please remember to join us at the patreon www.patreon.com slash the top 10 to number 10 there sale the multiple tiers and hey a lot of you are heading back to work a lot of you starting to see a little more income coming in hey we'd love for you guys to come back on the train and start supporting us again supporting all the things we're doing so that we at some point down the road will open the door to the possibility of coming of doing the shows live again going to your town going to london going to chicago going to wherever and doing at houston which we still owe a show to and and doing uh our show there so you know oh let's open the door it, it is with your support that we can do it and also you get uh you know get to hang out and do the um uh do the uh, uh topic thunder and all of that that we do and golden ticket which the second season might be coming up uh real soon so all right that's it from us y'all take care of yourselves be well and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of the top 10 mm-hmm.